1: What is up everyone welcome to another edition another year of the matchup podcast here with me john hansen and greg cosell of nfl films of course active contributor to the website uh has worked with us for 15 plus years these days and of course the prospect guide uh in year number three this year greg's been in the film room uh we're recording this on wednesday night so He's been he's done a good three full days. Still gonna grind out on Thursday and Friday. So this is just a, a piece of the puzzle and a piece of the pie. And if you are not yet a subscriber, by the way, to fantasypoints.com, head on over there, sign up, get the subscription, the premium one gets you all the live stream access. And on Thursday nights, me, Greg, and Adam Kaplan go around the league. We cover every matchup and every situation of note. But Greg, we're just gonna get the Cliff Notes version of your tape study. I cannot wait to to get into it. We've, uh, it's been a long off season, although it it did go quickly, but a lot of time spent. Just so so
0: people understand, you know, not to interrupt, but uh, you know, early in the season, you know, you mentioned Thursday and Friday, I'll be here Saturday. I'll be here Sunday morning as well, because I'm trying to get through, you know, as many games and teams as I can because you know, it's not, you know, I'm only one person. It's not humanly possible for me in a three or four day period to watch both sides of a, of a ball for 16 games but you know I, I try to get through as much as i absolutely can so early in the season i pretty much grind seven days a week because i want to see these teams
1: yeah exactly the more teams you start kind of laying <coughs> out a, a foundation a base right of, a, of knowledge here and, and you know things change quickly uh, throughout the league a lot of you know, coaching changes every year so all right well let's get into it and you know Actually, I'm going to start on Monday night, and because I, I know you saw both teams, so let's start with the Eagles. And uh, you know, how would you encapsulate the the performance? I know the the line had some spotty issues; it wasn't perfect. It seemed though that it was a overall good performance, and obviously the running for Hertz was was absolutely dynamic.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought the Eagles' offense was was strong. Um, you, you know, it's really interesting because. Jalen Hurts, there's there's really two things that always stand out when you watch Jalen Hurts. Um, obviously, he's going to make some throws. He's an NFL quarterback. He's going to make throws. And, and the the throw to Brown uh, down the right sideline, where Brown was one-on-one with a backup corner, Walt Harris, was a great, great throw. You couldn't have handed it to him any better. But the two points I think that really stand out up at Jalen Hurts is his ability to compensate and camouflage for those snaps in which the offensive line does not perform well. And the Eagles have a great O-line, but as you and I both know, early in the season, offensive lines are behind defenses. So, you know, there were some some individual breakdowns, some scheme breakdowns, and he, he makes plays with his legs, important plays with his legs. And in addition to that, gives you the design running element in critical situations. And the other thing about Jalen Hurts, which stands out, is he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, so that's the ball. So even if at this moment in his career no one's going to say he's Drew Brees as far as precise pinpoint passing, he does not turn the ball over. So the Eagles get an opportunity to run their offense. They run more plays. Therefore, they can go deeper into their playbook. And all these things matter. So Jalen Hurts is an improving player. Uh, and – you know, he's up against a very interesting defense, John, yeah. you know, cause I watched that as well. Yeah. You know what I would say about the Vikings and they have Ed Donatel, who's now their D coordinator. He, Ed's been doing this a really long time. Well, they can he confuse has,
1: a guy like Hertz per, potentially. It sounds like
0: potentially, you know, he has a bit of the, the Vic Fangio right. mold in his background. He Disguising. was with Vic in Denver. So what we saw week one, and again, people need to understand it's week one. So You know, We'll see how the season plays out. But I would say that their foundational approach week one was multiplicity of fronts and consistency of coverage out of split safety quarter structure. Now, having said that, if if coaches are listening to this, if someone's listening that really knows back-end defense, secondary defense, when I say consistency of coverage, I don't mean they just lined up and did the exact same thing every snap. I mean they started with a quarters structure look, 98% Right. 98% of the snaps. Now, you can do a lot of things from quarters, and they did. But that's the way it looked initially. And there will be some confusing elements to it, not only for Jalen Hurts, but for any quarterback.
1: Okay. Sounds like it could be one of those games where we'll know right away, maybe first drive, it's going to be a long afternoon or evening. And, you know, they've got a lot of pass rushers who are long and athletic, by the way. Of course, Nail Hunter and now... We've got Zadaria Smith.
0: And making, DJ Warnum is long and athletic. I mean, they've got guys.
1: Now, if they can protect and all that, and, and Hurt sees it, what do you think of the matchup here? You know, and AJ. I think it favors
0: the Eagles big time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I don't think Patrick Peterson is what he was, which is a shame because he was great and, yep. you know, was likely a Hall of Famer. Um, but he does not have the same speed. He does not have the same man coverage skills. Now, they don't play a ton of pure man, but obviously outside the numbers, it becomes man, you know, in some form or another. Um, You know, I still think Harrison Smith is a really, really good football player. Yeah, Eric Um, Hendricks is still good in coverage. And Jordan Hicks is a really good player, by the way. But I think that secondary can be exploited. Now, then it comes down to... um, you know, can they protect? And I think they'll protect better this week. The Eagles that is than they did a week ago.
1: Well, I think if uh they can get Devontae Smith one on one on Patrick Peterson outside, that that would be a go route, I would believe. Yeah,
0: I mean and the Eagles are really good with their with their uh play designs. They do a really nice job. Uh they work a lot of half field concepts, um, particularly against zone, which they're going to get. So you know, this This could be a really nice game for the Eagles offense. You know, it's obviously, it's their home opener. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. It, you know, protection's key. Uh, but even if they don't protect great, you know, from a fantasy perspective, Hurts can run.
1: Yeah. And A.J. Dillon ran on the Vikings a little bit. Uh, in that game. <clears throat> a little bit. And yeah. the Eagles will always try to run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, on the other side, um, obviously, an incredible performance. Now, I'm sure the answer is both. But when you look at the dominating performance, how much of it was a physical marvel, basically, at the position these days in Jefferson, and how much of it was a hell of a job in terms of route combinations and scheming this dude wide-ass open? Well, the
0: reason he was wide-ass open, John, is because the, there were major coverage breakdowns. Right. And it, it's funny you say that, because we're obviously doing Vikings-Eagles in my NFL matchup show, And, you know, it seemingly made sense, you know, before I saw the tape to think, oh, you know, Jefferson's a guy we probably should take a look at. And then you watch the tape and you see and you see the big plays came on coverage breakdowns and busts. And we don't do busts in the matchup show because Mm. we're we're previewing a matchup. So we're not going to show Jefferson just to show a highlight because everybody knows he's a great receiver what are we going to say well the eagles are going to bust too you know yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't build a piece around that concept so it
1: wasn't a bust per se because the movable the jokerness of jefferson may have thrown him off a little bit cuz he- uh,
0: well i would say his longer touchdown was was a breakdown a bust yeah. where you know it's to me it was for sure so yeah. maybe uh maybe the 64 yarder one could argue that it was not a bust in a strict sense, but still, it was a little
1: problematic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of struck me. And, you know, again, we were blinded with Jefferson because of the damn pandemic that year. And I watched him at LSU. I'm like, yeah, this guy's good. But we, we we didn't get good reports. and We got no visual evidence. So we were <clears> screwed that year. But I did tweet. And after his breakout game, he followed it up. I'm like, that's it. I've seen enough. That's it. This kid's a stud, right? I feel like he might be low-key one of the more versatile receivers like we've ever seen or we've seen in like 50 years.
0: Well, I'm fascinated by him because on tape, he looks like he's six five, and he's not. Yeah. His stride length is truly remarkable. He has a, a a truly unbelievable ability, which is rare, to cut without slowing down yeah. with that stride Full sprint. Length. Yeah, normally guys who are that long with yeah. legs like that yep. can't cut like that. He yeah. can.
1: He's like and, him, he's like Spiderman out there.
0: And, and the other factor, which I feel like you know, the tape really helps, he is so refined with yeah, the nuances and details of route running. Little yeah. little body faints, head faints, yep. sticks with his with his his right or left foot depending on the route. You know, he's just he knows how to use his vertical stem exceptionally well.
1: Yeah. So he's he's the absolute, complete package. And uh, with all this said, it's damn near indefensible. Uh, you know, how are the Eagles are going to play this? You well,
0: know? the Eagles are going to do, you know, again, they're also in the Vic Fangio mold. Right. So they're, they're going play to play a lot of initial zone looks. Yeah. But what they're going to have to do is match and carry. In other words, they can't let him run freely through zones. Yeah. So they're going to have to match and carry. Um, and that's kind of Sort of the, the way it's talked, it's you know, the term that's often used by the Vic Fangio school is match, carry, deliver. So you match, you carry, and you deliver him to someone else. You know, yeah, you're Eagles. not delivering him to no one. You're not just letting him yeah. run into a oh, boy. Exactly.
1: You know? Of course, yeah. and and you got to have confidence to 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 let him be delivered to the other guy that the other guy's there. Right, and that's where I think the Packers had some issues. Right. Well, the Eagles had some issues stopping the run. Uh, sounds like the Viking O line looks like it. I think this not is going to be a good old
0: line, John. I mean, they got yep. they've invested heavily in this old line. All first and second center, round picks. I think the center is the weak spot. To be honest, uh, he's and not a the weakness in a strict sense. But I really liked Ed Ingram coming out of LSU. People can go back and look at my report in in the draft guide. And he's starting at right guard. Cleveland's a second rounder from a year ago. O'Neill was a second rounder a few years back. Yep. And obviously, Christian Darasaw at, at left yep. tackle was a first rounder. This,
1: I think as the season progresses, this will be one of the better O-lines in the league. Well, we've been watching it kind of been being built over the last three years. And it's time to, to <clears> reap some <throat> rewards here. You know, you see it in spots, but they haven't really put it all together. Darasaw was hurt. Um, so what do you think about, you know, do you think the Vikings can have more success like the lions did? And then, you know, again, overall thoughts on, you know, they do have, you know, three pretty good corners now in Philly. Well, the big issue is, first of all, another point to be made, uh,
0: with a snapshot of this game is with Kevin O'Connell there now, they played a lot more 11 personnel, which we expected. Last yeah. year, they played a, the second highest percentage of 21 personnel with a fallback in the league mm-hmm. behind the 49ers. Now with Kevin O'Connell there, they're going to play more 11 personnel. <clears throat> so the question is, what are the Eagles going to do with their front? When the Eagles lined up in a five-man front this past week and Jordan Davis was in the game, they stopped the run really well. The, the, the issue is the back end. What is your goal? What is your priority? You know, if you line up, you know, let's say it's, they're going to line up in a five man front because you say, hey, let's stop the run. Well, that means there's potentially one less guy in coverage. You know, you can drop out one of your ends, but they're not really coverage players the way linebackers are. You know, you can drop out Hassan Redick, you can drop out one, you know, one of those guys, but you know moving backward to to get into a zone area is tougher than playing forward so i'm really curious to see how this plays out and what the eagles decide to do
1: let's head to uh actually we're working backward uh buffalo tennessee uh, apparently that's another the- really intriguing game yeah how how amazing was uh was josh allen and did did you even notice the play calling? I I forgot that it was a new play caller into the third quarter. I'm like, that's well, a good sign.
0: They did a great job. Look, they wanted to, they wanted to make sure that they could eliminate or at least minimize Aaron Donald. Yeah. So what did they do? It was all quick game. I mean, they really didn't have it. They had one, two big plays. One came versus zero blitz on third down when he hit um, uh, Davis for you know forty plus yards. And the other came when Allen left the pocket right. to his right and threw the touchdown to Diggs. Other than that, there were not a lot of long pass plays because their whole approach was to get the ball out of Josh's hands quick because they did not want Donald to ruin the
1: game. What do you think of them this week against Tennessee? They got run on last week, obviously Yeah,
0: Tennessee's, you know, the loss of Landry's big. Um, you know, I think that, Buffalo will try to run the ball. They want to run the ball, you know, more so than they did. Simmons is um, a
1: grown ass man still. What's that? Simmons is a grown ass man still.
0: Yeah. Um you know, we'll see. Simmons, yeah, like you say, he's he's
1: he was he, eating he, uh, on Sunday. I saw him. He, yeah, he he was there.
0: kind of fun to watch. He gave a rookie left guard Azudu from North Carolina kind of a he schooled him a bit. He welcome to the NFL. Um but um you know, I think they might have some advantages on the outside. It'll be interesting to see because Tennessee starts in, in, in their base and in their nickel. The Titans start Roger McCrary, a rookie from Auburn, at, at left corner and a Ooh. third-year player, Christian Fulton, at right corner. So I think, yeah, you know, Buffalo will feel they can throw the football. Um, yep. You know, We're I think the time. other side of the ball is really intriguing too because what we saw from the Bills on the opening Thursday nighter was just a wave of defensive linemen, you know, at both D end and D yeah. tackle who all played at a high level.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, they keep, they've been drafting, you know, a lot of second, third round picks, yep. you know, first rounders, Rousseau, Oliver, um, who else? Epinesa, you know. Epinesa
0: yeah, mean, was a second rounder. I think Boogie Basham was either a second or a third. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you know, and Jordan Phillips is back uh, and he was, he was, had dominant reps on uh, in that Thursday night game you know, Tennessee relies, you know, Tennessee actually was outstanding on first down this week. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing they missed in their offense, which we've come to expect on a weekly basis, John, was big runs by Henry. Henry mm-hmm. did not have big runs this week, and therefore he did not gain 100 yards. But we've almost come to expect every week that Henry's going to break off, you know, at least two runs more than 20 yards with an opportunity for, you know, the 40, 50, 60 yarders.
1: Yeah, how did he look with your eyeball test? I thought he looked a, a tad, a tick slower down, you know? Like...
0: I, you know, I didn't necessarily see that. I thought the yeah. Giants defense did a really, really good job of getting bodies to him and not and not allowing gotcha. him once he got to the second level to break through because he did get to the second level.
1: Okay. Well, you know, that, that O-line's been getting depleted a little bit that's yeah and they're not that big i
0: mean that's going to be interesting because the bills have you know with the exception of ed oliver the Eels have, bills have pretty big people at d tackle and the and the left guard for the uh, titans aaron brewer
1: is only about 280 pounds right right yeah um well you would think buffalo is looking to like come out fire and jump out to a big lead and then there you go right well that's I what i mean Buffalo will play that way.
0: Whether it works remains to be seen, but that's the way I think they want to play. They want to get ahead of you and be in a situation where they can rush the quarterback with Von Miller because people do slide and try to take care of Von Miller, and that presents opportunities for other
1: rushers. My preseason, one of my preseason predictions for Tennessee is that rookie Kyle Phillips will be top three in receptions, and we're well on our way. I mean, I feel like, Maybe he won't get any targets this week, but I just, I just have this gut feel that that kid Kyle Phillips is going to be like the glue that holds it, passing that tack together a little bit.
0: Well, he sort of made, he made some plays down the stretch, and I think, quite honestly, Traylon Burke's uh, week one game was a positive. I think yeah, you'll yeah. see him become much more of a factor sure. as the season goes on.
1: Yeah, overall, it was,
0: I guess, pretty encouraging
1: for. I would, you know. I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, and you saw the Bears, but we we can't. Glean anything. I mean, around. that game
0: was kind of in a monsoon. I'm not sure what to say. You know, yeah. you know, their offense wasn't very good at all. Although, I will say this, and I spoke about this <clears throat> two, three, four months ago. Um, I think that uh, Herbert is Herbert. going to end up being a, a factor in the run game. Montgomery had a very, very bad performance. I mean, right? Herbert is a better zone runner, and I think that's what they want to be. That's where Luke he comes from in his background. And it would not surprise me, you know, I'm not suggesting Herbert's going to get 20, 22 carries a week, but I think that he will end up being a meaningful, significant part of their
1: run game. I should have, uh, we, we, we've discussed this. I was not into David Montgomery. I should, I should have put that in the players that trade and trade for article at FantasyPoints.com. but there you go. Trade David Montgomery. I know the value took a hit, but it could get even worse. And by the way, we, we teased the, uh, website there if you're not a subscriber and you want to get in on this we have uh, way more analysis than we're going to give on this podcast Hanson 22 will save you 10 percent off your subscription and uh i guess we can't take too much out of the green bay game either they didn't really run the ball well they no, didn't and, have any tackles
0: and you know john doesn't this seem to happen every year last year it they does. got hammered week one and you know of course rogers came in the press conference and said you know hey don't worry about it i mean <clears throat> I, I they're they're home to the Bears, you know, I I think that might even be the Sunday night game. I would be really surprised if that offense doesn't have a good game. I, mean, I can't sit here and say what Rodgers is going to throw for. I know you make your projections, but they're not going to have a crappy game.
1: Well, based on last week, you would think I'd have him at like 20 at quarterback, but I have him at nine. So, yeah. I mean, too- you saw the first
0: play of the game when Watson went, ran right by Peterson and dr- dropped a ball that you couldn't have handed to him any better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna have to take the lumps with those young guys. Just put them on out there, man. Because Sammy Watkins, I mean, please. And but you got to play him. I mean, you got you got to play these guys. The, the rookies are the veterans. I think you got to play the young guys. Exactly, exactly. Just put Dobbs out there. And hell, put Amari Rogers out there. Yeah. I mean, enough of Sammy Watkins. But um, let's move on here. And you did see the Texans? Anything? Uh, I, about watched the, I
0: watched. I uh, watched Davis Mills.
1: Okay. Anything of note from Davis mills? I've, I'm not, sh- I, I'm completely agnostic on Davis mills. I don't know if it's going to get better or he's plateaued already. What would you say?
0: I thought he was up and down in this game, but he can throw the ball very well. Um, <clears throat> I think this offense, you know, should get better. Uh, they didn't run the ball particularly well in this game. Um, you know, obviously for those who are really excited about Pierce, the numbers were not there this week. Um, you know I, I, you know, I think that Mills is going to be a solid quarterback who, from a fantasy perspective, will put up numbers. Uh, they're going to throw the ball. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think they're a team that thinks, oh, we're a running football team. I think they feel that they have weapons. Um, obviously, we know about Cooks. I think Collins can be an emerging player, as we've all talked about off season. We saw what O.J. Howard did. You know, they've got tight ends that actually are pretty good receivers because they also have Jordan. So I think they have weapons. So I think this team will throw the ball well. And you know, I think ironically, their O-line, their O-line is better. I thought watching yep. Laramie Tunsil against both Payton and Gakwe, I thought he put on
1: a clinic. No crap. Wow. Hey, no, they've been investing in that O-line. They're low-key, yep. like top 12 uh, talent-wise and, and, and maybe draft capital-wise. You know, I mean, by the way, it really isn't a stretch at all if you give them weapons that Davis Mills can't put up. It'd be like a Matt Schaub. without question he's a more first of all
0: he's a more talented thrower than matt Schaub.
1: yeah yeah exactly he's a little more uh sexier if you will um i don't know matt Schaub wasn't very mobile neither is uh mills but let's get to the rams here uh because i've you know only one game but i don't know you you have all these issues in the super bowl you have a whole off season and then you play in the opener and well there are those issues again i know uh van jefferson that injury was bad but you know what were your impressions i'm very worried about the o line i don't i don't see a lot of support well support. yeah and that's
0: that's the critical issue for them is is do they view this as hey it was week 1 you know things weren't right now we have extra time to to work on things and prepare we can just run our offense and and things will settle down or and this is the question from a fantasy perspective john is are they going to feel That they have to do some things to to compensate for that, which means less empty sets, which means using maybe a tight end Higby to chip, using a back to chip Mm -hmm. that impacts your pass game, that impacts volume targets for you. You know, so we don't know the answers yet. We're going to condense it. You know, what's
1: that? Condense it. You know, yeah, take it down.
0: You know, obviously they're working through that right now. and they're playing Atlanta this week, which doesn't necessarily have dominant pass rushers. Uh, although Dean Pease will blitz, so yeah. um, <clears throat> you know that's something we're gonna have to wait a few more weeks to get a better feel for as to how they see their own offensive line.
1: But here's another problem: let's say they they go that route, and you know they 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 you know ball up, you know, and you know they run away like a frightened turtle, you know, and and and. But they don't have the running backs because we don't know what they have in Cam Akers right now, and no. Daryl Henderson is just—he's really—you got to cap the touches on that guy. Yeah, well,
0: I would imagine Akers will come on a bit more. It was I, yeah, I, you know, Sean Sean McVay was public in his point that uh, that Akers needs more urgency. That was done intentionally. When coaches say stuff like that, John, that's done intentionally. Oh, yeah.
1: He probably got benched basically.
0: He basically got benched. That's correct. I think he played 10 or 12 snaps in the opener. So he's going to end up
1: I would assume getting, you know, becoming you're know, yeah. getting
0: out of the doghouse as it were and playing.
1: You know, and it's similar to Allen Robinson. Unless you think the Rams are going to totally implode then you have to look at Robinson and Cam Akers as critical pieces because they, they have won't. no one else.
0: Yeah, you can't look at this week one game, which they never really got in any kind of offensive rhythm, and say, well, Allen Robinson's is not going to be a factor now. Drop him in all your fantasy leagues. No, he's that's not going to happen.
1: No, The opposite will happen, really. I mean, he'll come out yeah. and get eight targets this week probably.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you a 1,000%. It's not, you know, people, I mean, look, We live in a world of of, by the second, so people were panicking about Allen Robinson, but that's he's not going to get you know two or three targets a week. That's not going to happen.
1: Well, my what I wrote is I I do have concerns about him as being a declining player, but I think those concerns can be assuaged 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 if you give him a lot of targets, and they need to give him a lot of targets. You know. Yep. Um, Because Tyler Higby, boy, and I said all summer. You know, jokingly on the radio. All right, Sean McVay. Now you got no choice. Now you actually have to throw to Tyler Higby. And lo and behold, he had the most targets at tight end in Week One, and he dropped like half of them. But uh, we can move on. What did you think of Saquon Barkley and how how encouraging? You know, obviously it was unbelievable. I still have questions about whether or not he can sustain it. But I will say, I don't know if I ever thought I'd see the burst again that he showed Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they had a particular running play that was really successful for them. But, I, but Barkley, I also thought he had some hard runs in critical situations, yeah. which to me is, is a better barometer of where he's what he is and what he's going to be because we know that if he does clear the second level of the defense that he does, you know, he can run. You know, that's never been an issue. Um, but, you know, the question becomes how much do they give him the ball? Um, is he going to be, you know, a 20 carry, a, a back game? Um, you know,
1: Jones only threw 21 balls. Yeah. 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 That's smart. I mean, yeah. Who the, who the hell wants Daniel Jones throwing it 39 times? You know, I, I thought Jones, I thought Jones was pretty good in this game. Actually. Oh, good, good. Hey, I will say this, I, you know, you were probably out in front of it, but. Andrew Thomas, I, I keep saying, I mean, this guy's unbelievable.
0: He was good in this game. I thought the right tackle, the rookie, Neil, had some issues, um, uh, but Thomas was really good in this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, dare I say, Greg, this kid is trending toward being the best left tackle in football. Well, I' yeah, us uh, not year. go that
0: far just yet, John, but I know what you're saying. He, yeah. He's trending toward being a guy that you can just line him up and you don't have to help him and he can
1: just pass protect. Hell yeah. 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 Totally, and that's that. Seems, I mean, if he's going to have any chance, he needs that. I think, um, and the,
0: and defensively under Wink Martindale, they do a lot of stuff.
1: I wanted to ask about the Niners because, wow, I ugh, boy, I know it's bad weather, but you know, I I like Trey Lance. I like the physical attributes. To me, they they kind of jumped off the screen. They were flashy, but man, he he seems to be very uh, rough around the edges. I would agree. And you know, it's it seems to be physical and mental. I mean, well, what do you think is the mechanics? It seems to be a little elongated these days. At the yeah, order. I would
0: say that he's one of those guys that you know, he's there's a little hitch in his throw, yeah. um, and and that may never change. You know, yeah. that just may yeah. be the way he throws the ball. Right. Um, you know, you're trying to put him in situations where you can control the defense with your personnel, your formations, and your play calling. That's what you're trying to do. Now, you can't do that on every play, John, as we know. But you'd like to get your explosive plays that way because you're not likely to get your explosive plays on third and long. That's not likely to happen at this point with Trey Lance. I mean, he's he doesn't really... He doesn't have calculated, comfortable pocket movement. He's a little frenetic when he has to move. Yeah, it's a deer in the
1: headlight situation. Then
0: he he throws off balance when he sees a guy and it's inaccurate. So he's he's clearly a work in progress. And I think they know that. You know, look, they didn't run the ball really well in this game. Um, Their defense played well. Their defense played well enough to win that game. So, you know, now that obviously Mitchell is out for at least two months, I assume Wilson will be the number one back. And then we'll see who who the second and third are. It seems as if Jordan Mason right now is ahead of Davis Price, although I really like Davis Price, but, you know, I'm not there. Well, I think that was a function of special teams. Okay, which um, it very well could be. We'll get a better feel this week.
1: Yeah, but real quick. And by
0: the way, I read that it could rain throughout the game. You know, I know we're only we're doing this on a Wednesday evening, but I read it could be raining for that game in Santa Clara this week.
1: Now, Greg, in my old age, I'm not, contrary to what you may think, I'm actually not, I don't think, much of a hot take guy, but I am very bold and decisive when I have confidence. And I've been just going for it when I see something, and I think that's what people need. You know, like, what good am I doing people out there? if I'm wishy-washy and play both sides of the fence. So what I'm trying to say is, I look at his backfield for the rest of the year, I want Ty Davis-Price. I, I believe firmly that Ty Davis-Price should be the favorite to be the guy to come out of here like Elijah Mitchell last year.
0: Yeah, and again, I did not see Jordan Mason in college, so I couldn't speak to him at all. I do know that I like Ty Davis-Price a lot, and I think he fits the 49er run game well.
1: Yeah. Um, and Trevor, you did not see Trevor Lawrence. but Not yet, uh, no. Any thoughts on the Lions' offense? Line was good. I think Goff was obviously very up and down. What'd you see there? Yeah, I mean
0: they don't throw for a lot of yards. That's what's interesting. I mean, you know, I think Goff in a game in which they were behind and and had to throw the ball really, he didn't. They don't throw for a lot of yards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it seems like only when they're playing from behind, deep, well yeah. from behind.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I don't know what to, you know. I mean, Hawkinson is a good player, no question about it. Um, you know, Saint Brown is, is a is for want of a better term, he's a possession receiver. He's not gonna give you a lot of big explosive plays. Now, Shark and, and Reynolds can run and ideally they can create some explosive plays with those two guys. And by the way, as I'm sure you saw, DeAndre Swift is is hurt already.
1: Yeah, I did I did see that. What shoulder?
0: Yeah, so again, who knows what his situation is for this weekend, but I believe he was out of practice Wednesday,
1: today, Wednesday. He was, yeah. I'm going to look that up right there. And it was ankle. Damn it, it was an ankle. And I think he had ankle problems last year. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, I had a big decision in my in my big number one league, Javante or Swift, and I went Javante. So, and that was a big part of it, you know, the durability or lack there. <clears> um, real quick, um, Chargers are playing – tomorrow night to kick off week number two. And you saw their offense. Uh, yeah, I Allen, saw Justin
0: Herbert. He's, he is really fun to
1: watch. I mean, he just rolled out of bed and it was like week 19 of 2021. It was like the same guy. Well, maybe a little sloppier, but. He's, you know,
0: I think that what really stands out to me as a tape watcher, John, is not the unbelievable plays where you go, wow, what a throw. Okay, because obviously we know he's capable of that. That's just not the like,
1: steadiness of it every time.
0: It's the way he just executes to perfection the basic routine plays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. You know, I I, I called in one of my guys from the matchup show. While I was watching him today and just said, you know, here's here's snag flat with the with the sit route right right over. Herbert, right over the quarterback, every it's in every team's playbook. He just executes these plays so simply, so easily, so consistently. That's what he does so well. And then you add in the fact that he can be absolutely special. I mean, he made a throw to Keenan Allen, a forty two yarder in the second quarter. That was just ridiculous. But but it you know, he just he just executes to perfection the basic routine plays.
1: And I bet you if you could build your perfect quarterback for the NFL right now, it would be Herbert over a Josh Allen, right? Because Herbert can do it all. Is there
0: yeah, talking? I mean, I think when you start dealing with Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen and, you know,
1: it's But if you were to build the perfect quarterback, I think you'd just go right to Herbert right now. Uh you know Maybe not as twitchy, quick twitchy with the second reaction. Uh, yeah, I mean Yeah.
0: Herbert is 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 really really good but you know Mahomes is you know you see look, yeah, yeah, you see yeah, Mahomes true. made a throw this week you know to Kelsey that was another one of those throws that was just ridiculous I, I think I'm
1: just talking more traditionalist yeah I mean obviously
0: would you prefer a guy who's 6'5 close to 240 than a guy who's 6'2 215 if the right. skill set is somewhat similar I mean obviously Mahomes does more things on the move. Not not that Herbert is incapable of that we've seen him do that clearly, you know, but I think, yeah, again, you know, the six, five or the six, six, whatever he officially is, that size, size is a trait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, no Keenan Allen. Yeah. We're, we're excited about Josh Palmer. And Carter. Palo. They love Carter. I know Carter. That was a great touchdown. That was yeah. great concentration. Like, yeah. He's like the shot play guy. Maybe. Well, I mean, he's,
0: you know, so it'll be Palmer, Williams, uh, and Carter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, we like Palmer, uh, for sure. I would and think Mike Williams, who did not have many
0: targets this week, would be a much bigger factor this week.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you can believe that. Yeah. Um, I had him way, way ranked lower than than everybody else this, this year, and I had him low this week, but we actually have him very, very high this week. Uh, wanted to ask you also about Miami. You saw... Um, to a tongue of LO and that offense seemed to be, you know, decent start. wasn't perfect, but you, you clearly see what they're doing, you know, to to your point in the summer, like throw that ball between the numbers, play action, you know, all that. But, you know, I do worry about their running game. Like, I don't know if they have one. Well, they will.
0: <clears throat> Cause McDaniel is a, is a run game master. So they will, um, uh, you know, whether it's like the 49ers was no one can answer that, but they will have a run game. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, when I was watching their tape this week, and I'm actually doing a piece on their past game because there's some really good examples from this week one game against New England. The thought here's the thought that struck me, and maybe I'm dead wrong, you know, because obviously I'm not speaking with Mike McDaniel, and, and you know, I, I don't have a direct line, you know, we don't have the bat phone, you yeah. know. <clears throat> but I think the reason they wanted speed is not because you're going to see vertical throws. And when I say vertical throws, you will see vertical throws in the sense of fades and posts. But yeah. I'm, I'm talking about not vertical throws like, let's say, Josh Allen can make throws. Yeah,
1: like the Rock brothers in San Fran.
0: So what I'm, the reason I think they wanted speed is because defenses will n- – not press those guys because they don't want to get run by and number two they used motion this week more than any team in the league you get free releases for these guys so the timing of routes is not disrupted and that plays to tua and the timing and rhythm thrower that he is (laughs) so i think they got speed not so much to you know run the top off of defenses but to get guys free off the ball so the timing of their timing and rhythm pass game can't be disrupted
1: and you don't want any deep drops with Tua in that
0: O-line anyway. Yeah, and he's not that guy. His no. deep
1: balls lose energy. And he's a little slow back there with the delivery. Is that fair? I wouldn't say
0: slow, but, you know, he's, he's not. I mean, he's not really a mover either.
1: You want the, you, right. you want him to hit his back foot and feel like he's got a place to throw the football. Well, I think we've uh, covered a ton here. Uh, Just a taste of the insight that you can get from Greg Cosell and especially the live stream that we'll do tomorrow night in preparation for week number two with me, Greg, and Adam Kaplan. We got the film room. We got the uh, NFL Insider, all for premium subscribers to fantasypoints.com. I mean, me and Kaplan were, you know, in love with Jahan Dotson. We had non-sexual crushes on Jahan Dotson all summer, Greg, and Oh, well, didn't. I must
0: admit, and again, I've been wrong. And when I'm wrong, believe me, people on Twitter let me know about it. But I mean, all since Sunday, people have just been saying, man, you know what you're talking about because I told you how much, how much I like Jahan Dotson. And it's, and it's week one. So I'm not going to sit here and say, wow, he's on the verge of an unbelievable season with a great career. But I think Jahan Dotson's going to be a very good NFL wide receiver. I think the traits are there. I think the mentality is there. His tape at Penn State showed him to be fearless and competitive. Um, I think he's that guy.
1: Oh, one more real quick. Uh, your thoughts on, on Denver. I mean, is that just throw that thing in the, in the trash? I mean, I didn't I see that tape yet.
0: I, oh, I thought some... you did.
1: Oh, my bad. No, I'm sorry.
0: I, I saw the Seattle's O, oh, Denver's D but not Denver's O. Oh. but I oh, saw okay. some of the game and the only thing I really took away from it is I just didn't feel watching the game that their offense had any rhythm to it. Now I no. think that'll come, but I didn't feel that had any watching the game on TV.
1: I mean, I don't get this rotation. Like, you want to give Melvin a series every third series, fine. But in and out of the lineup is just weird. And, you know, apparently a lot of people agree with that, including – Well, I also,
0: to be honest with you, I didn't feel – and, again, this is – I don't rip coaches. You know that. I'm just watching the game. I I, I was expecting to see more running. I thought that the running game – But, again, Russell Wilson, they traded for – Russell has always made it clear in recent years that he wants to be the guy. And I don't think you trade for Russell Wilson unless you're going to play to Russell
1: Wilson. And we'll see how it goes. If they lose games, they may reassess. Kind of seemed like the old schoolyard again with Russ, but, uh, you know, that's me. But uh, again, Hanson22 to take uh, 10% off your Fantasy Points subscription dfs picks props all the good stuff matchup stuff it's crazy at fantasypoints.com greg great stuff we'll talk to you next week watch Mm -hmm. greg on the matchup show on espn for greg i'm john we'll catch you next week good luck in week number two
0: thanks for tuning in to this edition of the fantasy points podcast remember to subscribe rate and review on your favorite platform and come join the roster at fantasypoints.com.